Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Copan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly podcast. As always, we are super excited to be talking to you Today on the podcast, we have a special episode for you uh, this week. And um, before we get to that, I will say welcome to Tova. As always, I'm thrilled to talk to you, uh, although it's nothing new. I talk to you every day, but I'm excited to be talking to you on the podcast. How are you today? I am good. I am excited to be talking to you. I am excited that that the day that everyone's hopefully listening to this podcast is, you know, kind of the official, unofficial kickoff of the holiday season, unless you're like me and you count Halloween or Labor Day or somewhere way earlier in the year, but that's, you know, just me. Um, but for the rest of the sort of normal people, um, it is the, the kickoff of the holiday season. And, and so I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah. So um, we're talking holidays. We're talking holiday seasons, I guess, uh, this week. And it seemed like an appropriate time to start talking about this. And uh, we struggled a little bit with the direction for this episode. We knew we wanted to talk to you all about this season and sort of how it impacts our identities and and kind of how we grow and how we form over time. But took a while to figure out what that was going to look like. Um, as you all know, we always research our episodes and we like think through a lot of the process. We have an outline, uh, but this week it's going to be a little more freewheeling. So bear with us as we work through it sort of in real time with you all. Um, as we talk about, you know, holiday seasons and, and what that means for our identities as individuals. But I think maybe even more importantly, as members of family structures and communities and cultures, and just as, as humans in the world, you know, what does it mean for us to kind of have these rituals and rites of passage and, and how does that impact our lives? So um, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. What do you think, Tova? Where are we starting? I don't know. I don't know where we're going to start. And when Riley says that we, you know, we normally do research, we actually did. I did a lot of research and uh, <laughs> yeah, I should, I should have said that there was a lot of research that went into this. It's just, it we might not like use too much research. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, um, it was overwhelming. I know a lot about Thanksgiving. I know a lot about the holiday season. I know a lot about Friendsgiving. I mean, I know a lot about a lot right now. Um, it was overwhelming and, and yeah, you know, I, I think what makes talking about all of this complicated, and and I'll also say, this is probably, I would say we've gotten very good about hopping on our zoom and hitting record within just a couple minutes of hopping on the zoom. We kind of get settled, we get our water and our tea and we get going. And this is the first one in a long time that we basically, did a podcast about the podcast before we started recording the podcast, because <laughs> we, were, we were really trying to figure out what we wanted to say 
And I'm not sure we even figured it out. I think that for both of us, we have had different experiences as children, as adults, when it comes to the holidays. And it has, it means different things to us. Um, or maybe it means the same things, but it, it kind of brings out different emotions in us. I don't know if we put a different priority on it. I think we both recognize that some people see the holidays as these wonderful time of year. Um, and I think when we're talking about the holidays, we're talking about really sort of anything that takes place between Thanksgiving and New Year's, like give or take a little week or two, <laughs> like just sort of anything, you know, because that's the time of year, at least in our country where it's just blitzed of like, there's, if, if people are having parties, there's parties, there's work events, there's, it's a, it's a wild ride, whether you're participating in it with your family or an extended family or not, it's, it's an adventure. Um, and as you rightly pointed out before we hopped on, it is not all filled with, um, you know, mistletoe and uh, latkes. No, it, you know, it's a mixed bag, I think, for a lot of people. Now, a lot of that, I believe, depends on, you know, how you started out in life and kind of where you came from. But, you know, additionally, some of it stems from who you are as an individual and sort of how you view life and kind of how you've come through life, how you've managed your experiences. So, you know, if you grew up in a family system where holidays were, were great and fun and everything went well, um, whatever holidays you celebrated, you know, and there's too many to even name, right? Like there's so many holidays between, I would, I would expand the, the, the scope of it, even from, from, I don't know what Halloween to a little bit after new year's to, I mean, even if you want to in, in, involve the, the high holidays for the Jewish faith, you go all the way out to September through, um, <laughs> through almost the end of January, you're in full, you know, holiday mode for a quarter of the year. Um, and so depending on how you grow up and what that looks like in your family system, it can be wonderful. It can be horrible. It could be both, right? Because we know you can have all of these opposing experiences, right? You can have good, you can have bad. In fact, you do like you're, we're not one dimensional individuals, right? We have multidimensional lives where we experience the good, the bad, everything in between. And that impacts our development and it impacts our identities. And it, the, depending on the way in which you experience those things, your identity will be kind of shaped and formed and molded, right? So if your experiences are overarchingly positive and the people who are most important to you in your family systems or your, your most important relationships, whatever those are, are, are really positive with respect to your rituals, your rites of passage, your, um, your holiday season, as it were, then, you know, hopefully you've internalized that and taken it on into your own family systems as you've grown older. If the opposite is true and those things have been negative and the people who are most important to you have sort of created a, a, a negative experience around those 
holidays and those rituals, then you may well have internalized that same experience, right? And so you've taken that forward and that takes a lot of work to undo. Um, it just, it does as, as does any negative experience you take forward, right? But because holidays are such a huge deal, certainly in this country and in many, you know, in many countries around the world, as we know, rituals are so important to culture and to families that they become elevated, I think. And so when they are negative in your, in your youth and you're growing up and that's how you've internalized them, they become internalized to you as a negative thing. And that can negatively impact your identity, right? So if you're looking at yourself and you're going, well, say, you know, say you're Christian and you celebrate Christmas and it's been a really bad experience for you your whole life, then you're negatively internalizing that as a neg as a bad experience. Like, Oh, Christmas is terrible. It was always an awful time for me. I really didn't enjoy it. And now you've internalized that whole experience and that whole process as a bad thing for you. Um, that's not great for your identity formation or your family system or the ritual of, of that holiday growing up. And you're going to carry that forward. And that's harder to break, I think, because it's something that's so pervasive in our culture. Like, you know, how many holiday movies are there? How many Christmas lights are there? Or how many, you know, Christmas parades are there? Like everybody's like, Christmas is the best. And you're sitting there going, oh, you know what? I really don't like Christmas. Um, that That's a very complicated situation to be in. Well, yeah, I think that's an excellent point because you can't really hide from it, right? So yeah. um, using, using your example of Christmas, I mean, before Halloween is really even over, right? Before all the candy is sorted, you walk into a, a store and Christmas stuff is out. And so if you are someone who has had a negative experience with Christmas, it's not one day, right? So if you have a negative experience with St. Patrick's Day, for example, that's three weeks, right? Like, I mean, that still sucks and it's not great, but it's three weeks, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> not quite the same it's not level, quite, right? <laughs> so Christmas, you have two months of seeing Christmas music on the radio. It's in the stores. You don't even have to seek it out. It is yeah. thrown at you. You can't drive down the streets without seeing lights. I just saw my first lights last night actually pop up mm. on the street. Right. So it's, uh, we're recording this, not the, actually the day before Thanksgiving when you're hearing it. So it's a few weeks ahead. So, um, you know, there are, it, it is not, it is an important part of your formation. Like you said, because it is something that happens every year for a huge chunk of time. Right. And so, and whether it is Christmas specifically or just something that happened this general time of year, I think it can also all just get bundled together. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And you get, um, you get, you know, work events related to it. And I think also, you know, we are huge fans of practicing gratitude, but there's also this time of year where there is sort of, well, this is the time of year you have to practice gratitude. And if this is a, a rough time of year for you, it might be a really hard time of year for you to practice gratitude. 
it could be the hardest time of year. And you could be like, listen, ask me in August. I'm really grateful, but like, I'm struggling on Thanksgiving to be grateful. I'm not, I'm not feeling it, you know, leave me alone. So, you know, um, I think that, you know, we, we struggle, we can struggle with it and, and it can truly shape, um, our family experiences and, and maybe it's just in the movies, but, you know, you see stories where, well, we never saw them over Christmas. They were never home. And I think there, there's a reason that that happens is because there are so many expectations Mm, attached to these holidays. Right. Absolutely. I was just on a call with a coworker and they were talking about they had 18 grandchildren and they were getting ready for Hanukkah. And it was just like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. And, and she was just saying like, yeah, I'm, you know, she's taking off the week of Hanukkah. She's 18 grandchildren. And, and, you know, if it's not done right, I would have, and obviously that's not a high holiday, but still there's expectations involved with all of those little 18 kids. And because kids, kids have high expectations. They don't care if it's a a high holiday or not. Like, No, no, they prefer Hanukkah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I experienced uh, that myself. Yes. Exactly. So, um, you know, I think that like we bring expectations. And so because of that, we remember it more. And we're also told that we're supposed to remember it more. We're told that this time of year is more important than the rest of the year. And so we could be doing a fine job as a parent, as a human, like 10 months out of the year. And if this is a rough year, a rough time of year for you, and you don't, you know, do the best you can, if people could be disappointed in you and you're like, yeah, but I was really great the other 10 months. Right. Well, and it's interesting what you're bringing up and we have to take a break, but I just want to say this, um, is the expectations fall at every level, right? Like there's so many expectations put on you as a parent or as an adult to like be the most joyous, to be the most celebratory, to go out on new year's Eve and, and like have the best time. My husband refuses to celebrate new year's Eve, by the way, he just refuses and, and you know what, now I'm like, yep, I get it. Um, but to be the, like, to make the most magical holiday season for your family that you could possibly make, you know, and then there's expectations on the kids to like, if you open a gift to love it, the most you've ever loved anything and to be the most grateful you've ever been. And this like ever increasing sense of expectation at all levels is, um, just seems like such a heavy lift. It seems like such a big burden to put on all of the people involved in the holiday, right? Whatever holiday it is that, um, that I think it's something to examine and look at and how that impacts us as, as individuals, as, as people who have an identity, who are forming an identity. And what does that do to us as, as people going forward, but let's take a quick break. And, um, when we come back, we can sort of think about that a little bit more. We'll be right back. Wouldn't it be great to have a roadmap to yourself? A way to keep track of where and how you want to live your life. So many people struggle to find their purpose in a busy and noisy world. That's why we decided to put together Defining You, our course meant to guide you to create your own roadmap. Find out more about our courses on our website at www 
goboldlyinitiative.com or check out the link in our Instagram bio at goboldlytogether. Can't wait to see you there. Now back to the show. Okay. So we're back. And before we took the break, I was just talking about, um, you know, expectations and what does that mean for all of us as, you know, whether you're five or 50 or whatever, um, during the holiday season. And is it the outside world putting expectations on us? Is it our own internal expectations? Is it, you know, like marketing agencies getting to us (laughs) sometimes, right? Um, But that feeling that it's supposed to be like the most magical time of year. And for, I know, you know, I'll just speak personally for me, it's like, this is the hardest time of year for me for so many reasons. I mean, not the least of which being everyone in my family was born at this time of year as well. So it's (laughs) like, and we celebrate Hanukkah and we celebrate Christmas. So it's like, could we have more holidays at once? Um, But it's, um, it's very overwhelming and exhausting when you have all of that just heavy lifting to do. And so if you're, I'm going to say it, if you're not setting good boundaries, it becomes a situation where you have a lot of kind of, I think a lot of identity leakage, right? Like other people's stuff is coming over into your space and you, you may or may not, I think may, uh, be losing track of what's important to you and what are your core values going into this season? Like what's, what's really the priority and Tova and I were talking about this in our, you know, pre-podcast podcast of kind of, have we in this pandemic times made that shift enough to start thinking about what's really important now? Like what, what really matters? Have we gotten to the point where we can start focusing in our core, you know, into our core values, our core beliefs on what, what is the most important thing to us now? Is it really getting the like latest Nintendo switch? Is it getting, um, a new car? Is it, is it those things or is it spending time with our families and making new traditions and having, you know, you know, having these family rituals that bond us and create lifelong memories. So I have, I have a lot of thoughts about this because so, so first of all, I, I will admit I come forward as somebody who loves this time of year, deeply, deeply loves this time of year. And I don't think it was necessarily instilled by my parents. Um, Hi, mom. Uh, I, I don't think that my mom particularly loves this time of year. I don't think she dislikes it, but I don't think she loves it. Um, I know my dad likes it, but like, I, I, you know, but I love this time of year. I love the music and the movies and all the things, but this is also one time of year that for the most part, I am actually good at setting boundaries, which seems which now they might, a- that might actually correlate with each other, which I think is- so. I was just going to say that. I think that's <laughs> like, you figured it out and now you just need to translate it all the time. Yes. So what, what I mean by that is, and then I wasn't always great um, because let's be honest. So my parents divorced. So I have spent a lot of these holidays splitting, you know, 
especially when like I was recently married. And so then we had, you know, three sets of families. So it was like, okay, Christmas Eve here and then Christmas morning here and then Christmas afternoon here. And then like somehow there was still another family that we hadn't seen. Like it was, you know, but now that I have kids, um, I love creating magic. I just, I love it. I love the magic. I love feeling the magic. I love creating the magic. I mean, let's be honest. I'm putting dinosaur, little plastic dinosaurs out every night for die November. Like I am, you know, I am in it. Um, now boundaries. I set. do I have an elf on the shelf? Yes. Does it do elaborate things every day? No, it does not. It moves around. Occasionally it might do something funny. Most of the time it does not. It just hops around place to place. Sometimes it forgets to move. That's okay. Um, so that's a boundary that I set, right? Like I'm not like blitzing out elf on the shelf. Some people do, cause that makes them happy. But one thing I heard years ago, and I've probably said it before, I know I've told Riley at least eight times, and I'm going to tell her one more time that I heard on a podcast, it was the, um, the happier podcast from the happiness project. Uh, and they were talking about tips that a caller called in and gave a tip for the holiday season, similar to this podcast, like let's talk about the holiday season and how to handle it. And the, um, the caller said that at the beginning of the season, she would sit down with her family and ask them. And I think she did it like anonymously, right. To have them write down three. And we don't do it anonymously as a family, um, but right. Have them write down three things that they really wanted to make sure they did that season. And if this is actually a conversation that my boys and I have every season, like autumn, summer, you know, all, all the, all the four seasons that I'll say, okay, what will make your, you know, make your fall. Like, what do we have to do to really make this fall a great fall for you? And that's, that's what we do around um, the holiday season. Like, what, what do we have to do? And it's amazing what doesn't make the list, right? Like, what doesn't make the list is going down and chopping down our Christmas tree. To me, I was like, oh, I'm giving them these amazing memories, amazing memories. We're going out, we're chopping down a Christmas tree and it's so magical. And I'm sure for some families, it is all of those things. And for me, it kind of is too. I really enjoy it. But for my kids, at least at this age, it is not. They very much like driving through the center of my town and going, look, that's the lot that we got the Christmas tree from last year. They think it's wonderful. And we go and we get it and they drill a hole in the bottom and we stick it in the stand and that is it. They don't need that, right? And so one of their favorite things to do is they want to wait, make sure they watch their favorite Christmas movies. That's it. Like that's, you know, <laughs> that's one of the things they want to do. So when we started, when I started doing that, I just realized that their favorite things really weren't as complicated as what I thought they needed to be, or as what I thought that I had to do. And that has helped a whole lot because I just think I encourage the magic. I encourage the excitement. If it's your thing, I encourage not doing it. If it's not your thing, right. Let's be realistic with getting through the season, however we can. And if it just means just getting through, then just get through. But, you know, let's set expectations and reasonable expectations, but there's still a way to, I think, enjoy the season and not be running around just to say that you did all of these things. 
Um, there's other two other things that I, I will say that, that have helped me. And about two years in a row, um, by random chance, I, I had a, a Saturday or Sunday where like everything got canceled just like randomly, whether somebody was sick or the weather was bad or whatever. And we turned them into a pajama day. And so I have since then tried very, very hard to always have at least one pajama day between Thanksgiving and New Year's. <laughs> and like, it is amazing what that does for your spirit. And, and we make it a big deal how it's a pajama day, which leads me to my last thing of setting boundaries, especially now I'm talking about younger children, but I think it works for even adults. Sometimes the easiest way to make a family tradition or a tradition, forget a family, just a tradition for yourself, is to just say the words out loud. I do this every day and it's a tradition. <laughs> we do this every year and it's a tradition. And like a pajama day can be a tradition. Like we don't, we don't have to make traditions be like dressing up and spending a thousand dollars to go to Rockefeller center and see the Rockettes. Now that's awesome. <laughs> and it's super fun, but it's also really stressful. And pajama days are also really fun and not as stressful. And the Rockettes are on Netflix. So um, <laughs> like, you know, you can, you can find your expectations. You can figure out what you need to do to still be a, you know, content person. Um, and I think get through this holiday season without throwing out our identities, right? Like if we, if we circle back to our identity, which we've talked about now for nine episodes, and we've talked about, um, our mission statement, right. Or, finding out really who we are. Maybe our goal for the next month is to not forget who we are and lose it all because we want to have a perfect holiday season or even just because we want to just make it through. Maybe we just need to keep coming back and reminding ourselves like who we are. Let's just, you know, whatever that means, like, let's just, you know, do the best we can here. Yeah, it's such a good point. Um, sometimes we all get so caught up in sort of the frenzy, right, of the moment and the season that we lose sight of, you know, who are we at our core and what are we, you know, what are we trying to do with our lives? What are we, what is our goal generally in life? And like, maybe we have lots of goals, but what is our, what is our main purpose on a daily basis? What are, what are we trying to do with our families, with our friends? And where do we want to be? Who do we want to be today? Who do we want to be tomorrow? Um, and it's such a good touch point to come back to when you get in that place of overwhelm or, um, sort of maybe that frantic feeling of, you know, I've just got to get this done, or I just got to get these presents wrapped, or I just have to cook this turkey or, you know, make these lackeys or what, I don't know, whatever it is that you've got to do, clean the house before people come over, whatever you're trying to get done and, and you're feeling overwhelmed by, which I think this is a season of joy and it's a season of overwhelm. Um, you know, if you can come back to that touchstone of your core values, your core belief systems, and remember, you know, who you are at your center and who you want to be, that is, um, that's such a, 
such a valuable thing to be able to do. And it, of course, as Tova is saying, it is all about your identity. It's all about what we've been talking about of, you know, maintaining that kind of individuality and, and person personhood. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about, and we sort of, we've touched on a little bit is this idea that this season is about more than just family systems or more than just your traditional concept of family systems and how that impacts your, your identity, but kind of how friends versus family versus sort of the family you choose comes into, comes into play. And we talked about this again, again, in our pre podcast podcast, um, in thinking about, you know, this time of year, a lot of people spend holidays with families, but a lot of people either don't have families or have very small families or live far from their families, or, you know, there's any number of reasons why you might not be with family at this time of year. Um, and it's a great moment to think about the family you're choosing, um, and the friends that you have, and do you think of them as family? And if you do, how does that impact your identity and how is that sort of playing a role in what we were just talking about of your core values and your core belief systems? Does it, does it make sense? Is it working for you? And is it sort of helping you through, (laughs) I don't mean it that way. Is it assisting you in getting through this season in a way that is positive and joyful and, and um, good for your soul, so to speak? So we were talking about that a bit and, you know, there is of course the concept of Friendsgiving, which everyone I think at this point knows about, um, though it is, I, th- I think Tova, you said the research shows it's a more current title. I think it's been around for a long time. Um, I know growing up, we always had random people at our house for, <laughs> for every holiday. There were always strays and stragglers being brought home. Uh, but I come from a very small family. So we, we built the, we built our family through friends for the most part. Um, but it's an interesting thing to think about in terms of how does that impact your identity and particularly in these sort of holiday rituals. And, you know, most people think of holidays as a time for family. I, I tend to think of them as a time for friends and family just because of how I grew up. Um, and I think, you know, we have a different experience on that. So it was, it was, it was interesting to me to hear your experience. Mine doesn't seem normal, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as a friend who is coming to your Thanksgiving, I um, appreciate your experience. (laughs) Well, my, so just, just to be clear, my, my family has always had an open door policy for holidays. Um, in even despite the fact that I find this season to be challenging and the holidays are not always happy in my mind. Um, we have always had an open door policy for holidays and we've always celebrated all the holidays. Um, because I grew up in a, in a family that celebrated both Christian holidays and Jewish holidays. And we always had people coming, you know, my dad would bring people home for work that were visiting from other countries uh, and so they would come for holidays and then we just had friends who had nowhere else to go and they would come for holidays or, you know, neighbors would come. I, I don't, we just always had people. Um, but very rarely did we have extended family members and, and I, you know, I have a very small family. So it was generally speaking, 
big holidays, but they were full of friends. Um, and so when I talk to other people, I find that that is not the norm. Um, and so my experience is unusual in that sense. And it's always interesting to me to understand that one, that that is unusual <laughs> and two, that other people, um, have, you know, more of those traditional family-based kind of experiences. Yeah, I'm trying to, as we've been discussing, um, well, actually, you know what, I'm thinking we're going to take a quick break. And then um, I want to get back to something that you said, or that I'm sort of thinking about uh, sort of maybe setting ourselves up for, you know, success. And I'm going to, I'm using the word loosely, success loosely, sort of success as you define it for, for the holiday season and what that looks like to you and kind of how we can sort of set ourselves up for that over the next few weeks or months. So let's take a quick break and we will be right back. We launched our podcast with the goal of reaching other people who might be struggling or looking for something more out of life. We've been broadcasting for almost a year and we are proud of where we are today. We have so much more to say and so many more people to reach, and we can't wait to keep growing and learning and talking with all of you. We need your help to keep going. Every episode takes time and money to create, and we would love your support. If you like what we are doing, please support us by joining our Patreon community and becoming a monthly subscriber. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Now back to the show. You know, I'm thinking about what you, um, what you've said about friends and family. You know, I sort of had, I guess a hybrid experience is the best way to describe it, depending on what stage of my life or who, which family I'm celebrating with, whether there had been um, friends or family. One of my favorite Thanksgiving traditions is that my dad and all of his neighbors get together for a morning um, deep frying of turkeys and they like stand outside and have like a brunch and they spend all morning like nine different neighbors bringing variety of poultry um, and then they, they go back to their families, but they have this lovely morning all together. Like, it's just a really neat way to spend the day and to cook your food. Um, uh, and so, and then I think back to one of my, the few times I went to visit my family in Maine, my aunt and uncle would always have a drop-in on Christmas Eve that I loved. And it was friends. I mean, for their family was there, but they also just had a drop-in for friends and family. And I loved it because it was just so many people in and out. And so once, you know, the last few years we've had, we had a Hanukkah party with a bunch of friends at our house. We've had, well, we had a winter solstice party last year, but it was all on zoom. Um, and, uh, friends, and family friends who I call family, um, we have gotten together for the holidays, maybe not on the actual holiday. Um, which I think is another thing that's really important is that, you know, you don't have to celebrate holidays on, on the actual holiday. Sometimes it's easier not to, sometimes it's more fun not to. Um, but what I was, what I was going to say was, you know, we can choose for ourselves how we want to celebrate the season. And I know that some people there are, their families do have identities as a family and sort of, this is how it's done, but you know, 
I think everyone who's listening to this, we're all adults. And I think so we can figure out even within the confines of maybe making sure that we still do, you know, we still participate in our family traditions, how we can still make the season a success. And, and by success, it could be still find joy in the season, avoid a deep depression, whatever your definition of success is, right? And, and it could be a variety depending on how the season has treated you in the past. Um, I think it's important to approach it that way, right? It, because it could be a really long couple of weeks um, if, you're, if you're not um, prepared for it, I guess is the best way. And I, I think we've all at one point or another at least I have made it to January and suddenly you're a couple of weeks in and you look back and you're like, what just happened? Like, and it was like a blur of who knows what. And you're like, I don't even remember what happened. It was so busy and then, and, and overwhelming. And did I enjoy it? I don't even remember. I don't, and it might be, I don't, I don't remember not enjoying it, but I also don't remember enjoying it. Yeah. I think one of the one of the most important things I've found is trying to be present in the experience of this time of year. And that's something I really struggle with because exactly what you're just saying, Tova, is that, you know, there's so much going on and there's so many events and there's so many, you know, gatherings and celebrations and and certainly for my family, both my children were born this time of year. I was born this time of year. My sister-in-law was born this time of year. Uh, my niece was, you've got, you know, as I said, you've got Thanksgiving and then Hanukkah and then Christmas and then New Year's. And so between just those, those things, and then, you know, all of the friend events that will inevitably come up, um, it becomes just a string of gatherings. And in some ways that's a wonderful thing, right. To have all of that celebration, but it's like, you know, you think, I think of Willy Wonka and like, you know, you've had to do way too much candy and it's just like, you're going to be sick. Right. <laughs> like It's just too much. And it's at, you become almost like you can't absorb any more sugar. Like you just can't take it in your body. Um, but remembering your, your, again, going back to that sort of your personal mission statement, your core values, going back to your morning routines and keeping yourself grounded and keeping yourself focused on the, the sort of everyday things that you've been doing all year long. You know, as you said before, the, the 10 months where you were like, I'm kicking butt at being a mom. Like I'm so good at this, which quite frankly is not how I'm feeling, but that's not fine. Today. I'm, not, that's I'm a, not having that a, day. I'm not having that day, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, but you know, like just keeping those routines in place is so important right now. And like you said, Toba, the boundaries you've put in place, like you know, maintaining that kind of stuff. And then, you know, looking at your identity and if you're, and I will say this as well, if you find yourself slipping and you will, I think like, unless you're a superhuman, this is such a just big time of year being able to 
reach out to someone else and just get that gut check, get that accountability partner in place, get somebody you can talk to and go, Oh my God, like, this is what I've got this week. And yeah, it all sounds really fun, but like, when am I going to stop and breathe? <laughs> like where in there is my five minutes to take a deep breath and have my like little mini vacation. And it might even just be, you know, I think it was Jim Gaffigan who makes the joke of like the 30 second vacation you get when you've shut the doors to the car and you walk around it and both kids are inside and you're like, whew, that's 30 seconds. But like, you know, finding that time. Yeah. Like, like let's lose, let me just think of like holiday cars as an example, right? Let's, let's talk about setting, let's practice setting boundaries with holiday cards. Do you send holiday cards? I don't know. If you no, send I quit. Okay. So you quit sending holiday cards. Absolutely. You, you didn't enjoy sending holiday cards. No, I have. I'm sorry. I love you all, but you will never get a holiday card for me. Awesome. I still send holiday cards. I love sending holiday cards. I like sitting with my list. I like watching a movie. I like thinking about each person that I go down the list. I like going to, it's the only time all year that I go to the post office. And I pick out my stamps. I like to pick out different stamps. I try to get like Hanukkah stamps or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I like I like going in the fall and getting a professional picture done. It's the only time we get one of the whole family. Like I like every step of the process. If at some point I don't like it, I will stop doing it. Yeah. I don't get upset when I like, I hate to say it. I did not realize that I did or did not receive a card from you. I don't keep a list. I don't keep track. I don't pay attention who sends me cards. Do I, do I still have a few up? Like some of my favorites of some of my favorite people from last year? Yes, I do. Cause I, I like cards. I think it's fun to get them. Do I recognize the environmental impact and that I should stop doing it? Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, and I have not done that yet, but I will at some point. But my point is that maybe this is where we, we come back and we listen to our inner voice. We do some meditations. We go back to our mission statement. Let's practice those boundaries, right? Let's say no to stuff. Like say no to stuff that we're only saying yes to because we think someone else expects us to do them. Riley doesn't say Christmas, send Christmas cards because she doesn't want to. <laughs> and I do because I do. And I don't think either of us are like better people <laughs> because no, of it. that's Yeah, so that's the, that's the key statement, right? It's not a judgment. No. Like about, it's not a value judgment. Like you're right? not better at setting boundaries and I'm not better at like holidaying. <laughs> like, well, you might be, but it's like, well, like I'll give you other, that. I mean, I might be for other reasons, right? but not right. for Like cars. you have way better candles than me, but in general, like it's not, it's not a value judgment. If you do or don't do these things, it's a question of what brings you joy and what does not right? Like I, there is no joy for me in sending people holiday cards. All there is, is a bundle of stress. Like that's all it is. And then I'm just sending people cards covered in stress and you don't want that for me. That's not fair. Like I'm just sending you a card of stress. Um, I I do not want you to add more things to your list just as a, as your partner in our business. I do not want you to add more to your to-do list. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Thank you. So, but, but that's, that's the mechanism by which you make these decisions, right? Like, is this adding more or less joy to my life? And it sounds very like 
like, you know, I, I don't know. It's very Murray Kondo, right? Like, are we sparking joy or not? But, but it's the truth, right? Like, am I adding, is this adding value to my life or not? Am I creating something worth putting out into the world or not? And, and that's, that's the crux of it. Like you don't have, you don't owe anyone a Christmas card. You don't owe anyone a Hanukkah card. You don't like, there's no, and if you're out there listening to this and you're like, yeah, I haven't gotten a Christmas card from you in five years, so I don't send you one anymore. Well, you know, that's fine. Um, but, <laughs> but if we're tit for tatting like that in the world, then we have bigger problems. So at, at the end of the day, you have to make these choices for yourself and your family and your mental health and your physical health so that you can live your life in a way that makes sense for your core values. And we keep coming back to the same thing because at the, at, at the, at the crux of the matter is that's where your identity lives and that's where it will thrive. And that's where you will be able to build the life that you want to build because your life exists outside of these three months, right? Your life exists for the entire year. And if you spend these three months being miserable, but trying to make everyone else happy, you will not be happy. And then you will make up for it for the rest of the year. We're trying to recover from whatever you just put yourself through. And believe me when I say I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to anyone else, because this, as I said before, is a very hard time of year for me for so many reasons, not the least of which being it was not fun in my family during this time of year. So it, it's, it's hard. And I, and I understand that, but it, if you don't create these boundaries, if you don't create these limits for yourself and understand where it is that you will be happy, where it is that you will give happiness, then you will struggle. And then in January, you'll continue to struggle. And we don't want that for you. What we want is for you to join our, you know, limitless life sisterhood and grow your life, grow your life and make your life, you know, the best that it can possibly be for you. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, one of the reasons, you know, people mock new year's resolutions and stuff, but like one of the reasons that we all need a reset at the beginning of the new year is because we just spend the next six weeks losing ourselves. So <laughs> let's try not to do that. Right. Like let's, let's hold on as best we can. Right. And, and not abandon ourselves, um, for, you know, the goal of pleasing everybody else and, and kind of forgetting all of the lessons that we've been working on all year long. Cause I think this is like the ultimate test. This time of year can be really that, that ultimate test of, of everything. Yes. So that's a good way to put it to us. It is. It's like, it's like the, it's like the end of your test, right? It's like, yeah, and you do all the things we just told finals. you to do. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. <laughs> oh, we make ourselves laugh. Okay. So we're going to give you homework. The homework is very straightforward. You don't even have to journal if you want, but I think you should write it down because we always think you should write stuff down. So I would love you're listening to this. I hope either maybe the day before Thanksgiving, maybe Thanksgiving, maybe the Friday after, I don't know that weekend, but you have, you have the whole month of December in front of you. Right. And think about what would make your December great, right? Whatever it is, it could be related to holidays. It could be not related to holidays. List down three things, three things that would make your, your December great. Maybe if you really feel spunky, list down one or two, three things that you just would love to not do that you are dreading during the holidays. All right. And then take a look at them and see if there's a way without completely stressing yourself out to do the three things that you really want to do and not do the three things that you really don't want to do. 
there might be things on the not the, the not to do list that you have to do. There could be like a work event. I'm sorry, you have to do that. I don't know. Maybe you don't. You know, you make those personal decisions, but just you know, do those prioritizing. And and if you have a family or a group of friends or or people that you kind of plan the holidays with maybe do that experience where you sit down and you say, okay, let's all do that kind of like anonymously throw in the top three things and see what the top three things for our family to do together is. And rather than, you know, making us all do everything, let's just do three things that we all like to do. So, um, that, that for me, that's, that's your homework, honestly, like, let's just set ourselves up for success for the rest of the year. You don't need a big homework assignment because December is hard enough. So um, that is our homework. If you want to go into December rocking a mission statement that you can fall back on, definitely head to our Instagram bio, check out the link, and you can check out our Defining You course, and you will get an Instagram, you will get a mission statement. I think that's it. So we will see you next week in December. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit WeGoBoldlyThePodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.